Welcome to the Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And this is our third episode. So welcome, everybody, once again. Uh, this episode, you know, I want to start things off this episode talking about what kind of brought us all together, which is arcade video game and pinball collecting and how that relates to the world of horror. Um, we talked briefly about the Walking Dead pinball machine in our last episode, and that's something that David and I both have. But there's a lot of horror-related video games, um, arcade video games, and uh, pinball machines out there. So what are some that you guys have had or do have in your current collections, uh, Alan? Uh, right now, I have a Bram Stoker's Dracula machine made by Williams. Uh, from 1993. That's a great game. It's fantastic. I've had it for going on five years now. Um, I don't have a large collection of uh, machines, but that one has always been the uh, one constant to stay, whereas other machines have come and gone. Uh, also picked up a Scared Stiff, Elvira Scared Stiff, Another Williams. Um, yeah, another... No, Bally. That, well, Bally oh, Williams. Yeah, Bally, yeah. Bally Williams. Yeah, yeah so uh, another really fun machine. Um, it really captures the essence of Elvira, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I think Bram Stoker's Dracula, like, that's one that I want to get in my collection eventually someday. The mist multiball, the the ball that just kind of floats across the well, float is a pretty loose term. But <laughs> yeah. It still looks cool. Like, yeah, if you it haven't does. played the game, there's a magnet like that's underneath the machine that drags the ball, so it looks like the ball's moving by itself. Yeah, uh, it's a really good effect. And then you have to with the other ball in play, kind of hit that ball, uh, and then if you can to knock break it off, it, the break magnet. it loose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then you've got a, a quick, uh, you know, got a two ball multi ball going. Multi ball, yeah. Or, for many years, that machine used to not get a lot of respect. And it, you know, it's for a pinball machine, it's very difficult. It's very hard to play. It's a really hard game. And it will punish you for making bad shots for it, sure. It's not very popular on routes. It didn't earn a lot. So um, is it also because the movie probably didn't earn a lot? It could be. Um, but for a pinball machine, it, it was definitely unpopular for its time. Uh, Outside of actually places like goth clubs and stuff like that, you could find them. Uh, but overall, it didn't get a lot of play. Um, but in recent years, uh, it's become a very desired machine. And um, I'm proud to own one. Dave, you have one too. Yeah, uh, mine's uh, it's my second one. Well, uh, so I had one a few, like several years ago, and I got rid of it. Um, I think I sold it. And uh, instantly regretted it. Uh, so then when I started like getting some more, getting pinball machines again, uh, that was one that I, I, I had to get back. So the one I got now, it's nicer than the first one I had. Uh, and I've got some mods and stuff that I've done to it to kind of trick it out a little bit. But yeah, I love that game. It's and, a great game. And Scared Stiff, you both have that one. Yep. And yeah. that's another one that's one of those that I would love to have. Elvira Scared Stiff is probably... One of my favorite games. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I, yeah, I love that game. It's funny. Like, it's got adult humor. Um, it's just a fun game to play. Uh, the artwork, like, the translate art is really cool. 
Uh, there's like a spinning spider wheel behind it, so it inter- <laughs> it's like interactive. Um, I took my Translite uh, to, I think, Mad Monster. This is going back a few years. Uh, and got Elvira to sign it. So my my, my Translite signed. I think Alan's is too. Yeah, I was lucky to get mine sam- yeah, signed at uh, Monster Palooza when she was there. Yeah, we met her last, the, earlier this year. Right. Um, I always forget. It was earlier this year. Yeah. It seems like yeah, so it feels, long. It seems like, like longer than that. It does. <laughs> but that was at Mad Monster this year. We waited a while for her, but she was the first person we went and see. Oh, no, this is Monster Palooza, right? Monster Palooza, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, she was the first person we went and saw. This was in Pasadena. And she was so nice, Cassandra Peterson. Yes. And she was so nice. She wasn't in her Elvira outfit, um, but still stunning. She's a good-looking lady. And for sure. Still very nice. Uh, my wife and I got our photograph with her, and she signed an autograph, an 8x10 for us. And uh, I know you guys were right there with us the entire time. And we talked about the upcoming Elvira 3 pinball machine that Stern is going to be producing, which had been rumored at that point, but we took that opportunity. I know David and I were sitting there talking to her manager or her handler, or I don't know what he is, uh, but uh, he answered a lot of questions that we had yeah. uh, about it, and she was going to record some uh, voice over. When she told us specifically, I think she even like chimed in and was like, yeah, I'm recording. And at the time, this was like back in April or something. She's like, oh, next week, next week. I'm going into the studio to record all the um, the call outs and you know, some of the audio for the game. She said that she had seen uh, the artwork. And I don't know if that's concept drawings or she actually saw like. Now, who did the artwork on Scarecrow? Greg Ferris? Greg Ferris. Now, he's going to be doing the artwork on this one. Right. And who was the game designer? Dennis Nordman. Dennis Nordman, who doesn't work for Stern any longer. That's correct. Yeah, so, my understanding is he handed the project off, right? On I this think, one. I think he had done most. He, he was pretty far into it, I think. I and think then, he actually completed it. Okay. And I think now, I believe it's George Gomez at the helm. I'm not that's entirely a, that sure. That sounds right. I think you're right. But he's another great and so who, designer. And so for those of you who aren't into pinball, this might be a little boring, but... <laughs> Uh, who's doing the code? Is it Lyman? Oh, that I don't know. God, if it's Lyman, Lyman Lyman Sheets is probably the greatest coder. Yeah, he's good. Um, Rachel, help us out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Um, but that's a game, Elvira 3, that uh, I think I would have to try to pull the trigger on if I could. Yeah. If I I can financially swing it i'd have to sell some stuff Dave, you're gonna, yeah you're gonna need to make some room to, oh no <laughs> at this point i think i gotta i gotta sell some stuff. so before we get to dave's i guess i'll just mention my is that is that your two horror you've got uh horror uh, well, arcade games yeah i got like your video games. hollow oh satan's hollow which yeah i love that's kind uh, of horror themed and i had sure. one before but it was a reproduction cabinet and I, i'm kind of like uh you know i i kind of want the real deal so <laughs> i actually sold it and I was lucky enough to find another one. Satan's Hollow, you don't really see very often, uh, considering the theme. A lot of them were made into other games. And that's another Williams game, right? Uh, it's uh, Bally, uh, Bally, Bally Midway. Midway. Oh, yeah. Bally Midway. Okay. So it came out in 82, which was a great year for arcade machines. Yeah. Uh, I also have a Sinistar by Williams. That's uh, that's the one I was thinking yeah, of. Sinistar. And a Robotron, which is a little you know, science fiction in there, too. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, a great game. A great mm-hmm. game. Uh, there's some great, great horror-themed and sci-fi-themed games. Uh, and I know, I know, Dave, you have a few as well. Yeah, so video games. I've, I also have a Satan's Hollow, um, and I have a Sinistar. I actually got the Sinistar cab from Alan. That's right. Yeah, it was it was an empty cabinet, and then I, I kind of pieced it together 
uh, and now it's complete uh, and it's upstairs. So I've got those two. Uh, I have Berserk. So kind of along the lines of Robotron, kind of a sci-fi theme of like robots trying to kill you, but still, eh, it still fits. Um, And then I've got a, in the garage, a project. I've got a Midway haunted house uh, from 1972. EM. EM, like shooter, like rifle game. Electromechanical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, electromechanical game that I'm hoping to have up and running soon, but that one's been kind of sitting stagnant for a while, but now the weather's starting to get nicer, so... Hopefully I, I can get some progress done on that one. And then uh, for pinball, like I mentioned before in the last episode, uh, I've got a uh, Walking Dead. And then I also have a Creature from the Black Lagoon. I love that um, pin. I love that game. Um, and that's kind of like the same thing with my um, my Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's my second one. Um, that was another game I had and I sold and I regretted it and got another one. Um, this one, the marquee signed by Rico Browning, who played uh, the Gill Man or Creature from the Black Lagoon uh, in the original movie. Oh, wow. Uh, he did all the underwater scenes. And then it's also signed by Julia Adams, who was the female lead uh, in the movie. Huh. They were both really, really nice. Obviously, they got to be 100 years they're old. They're up there. They're both in their <laughs> 80s, I think. But they were just, you know, couldn't have been nicer people. So that was cool. Had and they then, signed a lot of translates? I don't know. Neither. Uh, they were both pretty quiet. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I didn't yeah. get the sense that they have signed many of them. But um, they both thought it was cool. They're like, oh, wow, this is really neat. Yeah. Uh, and then next to that game, I've got the uh, the Scared Stiff that I mentioned earlier that was signed by Elvira. Um, and I, I got that one signed at a different show. That was at a Mad Monster show here in Phoenix a few years back. Uh, and she was dressed as Elvira for that one. So my wife and I uh, got a photo. It's the only time I've done one of these photo op things at a show, like where they have like the fake background and everything. Uh, for her, we had to do it. So <laughs> at the last uh, uh, Monster Palooza that the three of us went to, I took the photo from that first meeting uh, and she signed that, which was pretty cool. Uh, and then next to that, I've got a um, Monster Bash, which which might be my f- my all time favorite uh, pinball machine. I, I love that game. It's very Universal Monsters. Yeah, yes. Universal Monsters. It's like a combination of Universal Monsters with a rock band theme. So each member of the Universal Monsters plays a different instrument. You have to get the band together. Uh, the artwork is really good. The soundtrack is great. It's hilarious. It's got really and they good just, humor. It's they're just, just cool remaking. Yeah, yeah. So now they're going to remake it's getting it. Getting the remake treatment. Yeah. yeah, which I think is cool. I, I think a lot of collectors tend to get some get upset, like when games get remade. They're like, "Oh, it's going to hurt the value of my game." Who cares? Yeah, who it cares? is a great game. I hope every single person who wants one can have one because it's worth owning if you if you can get one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then next, I got Dracula, and then I've got a um, an Adams Family uh, machine that's pretty nice. Everybody loves that game. And that's another one. I had one, and then I sold it. And I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't learn apparently. So no. there's a um, few games I own more than once. Yeah, but most of the ones I've owned twice. Like that's it. Like uh, hopefully I won't own that game. Going time. back to Monster Bash real yeah. quick. They there was an arcade game that you used to have. Oh yeah, called yeah. Monster I Bash. did, and uh, I don't I don't have it anymore. But Sega made Sega. a game called Monster Bash, um, which was it was a. I was gonna say it was a really good game, but that that's not true. Um, it's an okay game. It's very different though than the. Yeah, it was. It's hard to explain. It was a little bit Donkey Kong. It was a little bit. It was a little Pac Man elevator little action. Bit elevator a little action, bit. Mappy yeah, Land. A like bit. it was kind of a hodgepodge of lots of different games, and yeah. it, and you put it all together, and you basically just have a very okay game. It was a. <laughs> I thought it was a cool looking game. It was it really cool, cool looking. Sounds. But it was a very rare game. I got a really yeah. good deal on it. Um, and it was one of those where. Uh, somebody like I got 
I, I, I did good on that one. I, I sold that for a lot more than I paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, which helped finance. And that's kind of the idea is, you know, buy low, not, sell not high. Not to flip, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like as you're trying to get other games, like Sometimes sell the games that make sacrifice. the most sense. Sometimes you got to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a, a Ghostbusters uh, premium machine. Um, and that one I met Ernie Hudson at a um, Comic Con or whatever. The, the Phoenix Comic Con. The Phoenix Con. version the that's no Fester. longer called Comic uh, They got sued or something. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the hell they're calling it now. Yeah. Uh, Ernie Hudson sent my translate on that one, which and he was really cool. Uh, he mentioned he has a Ghostbusters in his house. Uh, Ernie Hudson was also in Congo. Uh, and he mentioned he's got a Congo in his house, which I thought was kind of neat. But he was he was fun to talk to. And well, another underrated game that Congo's is starting great to find game. Congo's uh, great. Congo is a great yeah. game. Uh, Ernie Hudson did the callouts for He did, yeah. He did all the callouts for Ghostbusters, which which made it special. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a cool one. I think that's it for my my horror games. Except for the fact that your game room, both <laughs> oh, upstairs yeah, and downstairs. That's probably worth uh, sharing. So I have two game rooms in my house, so I've got a downstairs and an upstairs. Uh, the upstairs room, uh, we call it room 237. Uh, it's kind of themed after The Shining. So it's got like the door is painted brown and it has 237 on the outside. So when you enter, it looks kind of like a hotel room. And I've got the hotel room key like a replica of the key from the movie uh, with the tag on it that's hanging on the door. Uh, and then my downstairs game room. And you uh, don't have the carpet anymore? No, I had the 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 carpet, like the pattern from the, the hotel hallway. in the movie. Yeah, or the hallway. Um, but it was more of a rug, really. And the quality was was really crappy, which I should have known because it was really cheap when yeah. I bought it. I was like, yeah. oh, that's a great deal. <laughs> um, but it would lift. It was just a huge pain in the butt. So I took the carpet out. So now all, all that's really like, the quote unquote theme is the door. And then I've got, <laughs> and then I have a photo hanging up, which is like the final shot of the movie, like the, the picture with Jack Nicholson in it that's hanging yeah. in the game room. Yeah. Um, but then the downstairs game room, that one's actually a, a, like a hidden room. So when I bought this house, the previous owners had done a room addition. Uh, so the room was added to like the back of the house. So I've got it set now. There used to be French doors that led to the room. Uh, my dad and I built a bookcase now that replaced the French doors so we have this this facade that's a bookcase, um, and you pull a specific book. It's the handbook for the recently deceased from Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice yeah. And when you pull that book, it opens the door, uh, and then you can go in. And then, um, <laughs> just to make it weirder, uh, each shelf, or every other shelf, rather, uh, on the bookcase itself is motorized. So the books like move forward and backwards, kind of like a, like it's haunted, so it looks like ghosts are moving the and- you have this all documented. It's all documented. So if you want to see it, uh, not to, well, I'm going to do it. Plug my plug away. Website. Uh, if you go to zombies, eight, my arcade, uh, com, uh, that's the name of my downstairs game room. And I've got several videos of, yeah. of the bookcase in action and, and cool. a couple tour videos of the game room. Yeah. Uh, it's very well. cool. And, and you kind of go detail into more detail, I think on, uh, on the website about how you built it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like step-by-step stuff. So you can see it like as it's being constructed and I kind of document, you know, how we went about doing it. Yeah. I remember before I met you, I watched your videos and I was like, Oh my God, that is so cool. And then I came over here and I was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. (laughs) And now I've been over here a bunch and I'm like, "Eh, "Eh, whatever. It's it's old hat now. And I kind of forget that it exists. And it's funny. I, I, I kind of, yeah, I forget about it too. And then sometimes we'll have guests over and they're like, wait, what, what is that? Oh yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I only got two horror-related games. I have uh, Walking Dead, but I also have a Tales from the Crypt that's pinball. That's a great pinball. I machine. love that game. It is. I was playing it today. It's a great game. It's a great game. <laughs> the call-outs from the Crypt Keeper. 
And the little laughs. Like, <laughs> yeah. The artwork's really cool. Oh, yeah. And I have the alternate. Oh, the alternate translate? Translate, which is cool. I have both, um, but the alternate translate's in there right now. And uh, it's it's just a really good game. Yeah. It's really fun. You got to get John Kassir to sign that. I know. I want translate. to. He was at Son of Monster Palooza last year, and I was hoping to meet yeah, him. He was at Mad Monster a few years ago here, too. Yeah. I so. met him at, um, and it, I can't remember what it was called. It was some, like, convention that I don't think is around anymore. At least I, I can't remember what it was called. Um, but I met him at one of those, and uh, I got him to sign like an eight by ten. But one thing I kind of kicked myself, and he probably still does it at his shows, but like he has a deal where like you give him your cell phone, and he'll set up your voicemail. So like if as people call you as the crib keeper, yep, which, that's great. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Um, so we talked briefly about Elvira. Um, I got to tell you, like I crush hard. <laughs> on Elvira, <laughs> like both in costume and out of costume. I like she's, I, she's when I met home. her out of costume, of course I was with my wife, which <laughs> I had I to love, tone it down. I love my wife more than I love Cassandra Peterson, but she is absolutely stunning and beautiful um, and a very nice person too. But as Elvira, as a, as a younger person, she was just awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and so she was kind of like my uh, not my only crush because I, I mean I'm sure there was other people that I crushed on in movies. Did you guys have specific horror movie crush girls? Yeah, or men? Um, <laughs> well, I remember. <laughs> not the, that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that at all. Um, I remember watching Return of the Living Dead. Um. Uh, on TV, and I had to have been 12 or 13. And I was like, my God, who is this? She is so hot. And it was Linnea Quigley. Yeah. And uh, of course, you know, it was on, t- you know, on television and they had the scene in the graveyard kind of, you know, edited for TV. But man, it made an impact. Like, oh, she was absolutely drop dead gorgeous. And I was lucky enough to meet her. Um, Monster Palooza. That was Monster Son of Monster Palooza. Oh, Son- Palooza. Oh, yeah, yeah. That it was, was Son, of- Son yeah. because he was so nervous. <laughs> oh. and, and I had to basically break the ice. I needed for a him. wingman. It was kind of adorable. <laughs> yeah. I had to go up yeah. there and go, Linnea, my friend here really wants to talk to you. And she's like, Oh, really? Yes. And then. And then Alan he was pulled like, like yeah, the whole uh, I'm shocky shock. Jim Carrey, <laughs> the Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, he's sitting at the bar with the hat, like pulled over his eyes, putting out the vibe. I yeah. like you a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but then we talked to her for like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because no one else came. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't she like, oh. I remember she had some 8 by 10s at her table and the quality was just kind of eh. And you had brought one with you that was really, really cool. And I seem to remember her being really excited about it. Right. So, um, I had brought a photo of her and it's a really badass image. It's a shot from her. Uh, it's a shot of her from uh, Hollywood chainsaw hookers. Oh, okay. And it's a really cool scene. Like it's, it's her with a chainsaw and she's got blood all over and she's wearing like face paint. It's a really cool image and she's topless and it's just, it's awesome. So I brought that. And she thought it was the coolest. She's like, wow. She's like, I don't have this photo. And I was like, yeah, you know, you know, I, I got her to sign it, but she had, she had other cool photos too. And so I had to get something from Return of the Living Dead, you know, my first experience of watching her. Uh, so I ended up getting two photos signed by her. Now, she also took a, I took a picture of you guys. Yes. With her phone. 
She wanted a picture. Yes. That's right. She How wanted a picture she with you. A picture, right? yeah. Yeah. Hello. She had a bunch of pictures with fans on her phone because I looked. <laughs> but um, no, that, I, I thought that was kind of interesting, though. She wanted to have a picture uh, yes. with you as well, which was kind of cool. And you know what? She gave me her email. She did. Did you ever hey. email her? Oh, I, I wouldn't know what to say. And she wrote it like on a back of like a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, menu she had or a, something. Yeah. a restaurant menu. Yes, yeah, some kind of menu. And I have it somewhere. Alan, so Alan had it. visions of delusions of uh, grandeur about I, calling her up and having her meet us in the hotel. I remember room. like watching it happen her. and thinking that like was she like giving you like her room number? Or? I was the biggest geek. I was just like frozen and just awestruck. Yeah, she was absolutely gracious and. Very, very wonderful person. Yeah, she was really nice. Yeah. Barbara Crampton. Oh, well. (laughs) Barbara. Barbara. Oh, Barbara. There's also Barbara Crampton. Now, I didn't see her at Monster Palooza. I didn't get a chance. I was waiting in line for Cassandra Peterson. You guys went over, I think, and got Barbara Crampton's autograph real quick. And then came back in line. I did not know of Barbara Crampton, really. I recently watched Chopping Mall. Yes. And I said... Oh, Barbara Crampton's in this. And then I saw this beautiful woman. Yes. And I said, that's Barbara Crampton? <laughs> uh, she was she was awesome. Yeah, yep. she was in uh, Reanimator. Reanimator. Uh, From Beyond. From Beyond, which is my one of my personal favorites. I haven't seen that one. It's really good. Absolutely great horror effects. And uh, she was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, she's also done... Uh, Young and the Restless. She's in a lot of stuff. She's done soaps. She's done horror. Um, and it was an absolute pleasure to meet her. And like Linnea, I was just awestruck. You know, another crush that I got finally got to meet. She was really easy to talk to, yes. um, which I thought was cool. Like she was really nice, very warm, very very genuine. I'll tell you what, I had kind of a crush. Well, it's hard to say it was a crush because like, you know, I'm a lot younger than some of these people that are actresses and I would watch older movies of them and be like, oh, God, this person was so beautiful. But I remember Pam Greer. Yeah. When Mm -hmm. she was in those movies in the 70s, she was absolutely beautiful. I mean, she's still a pretty lady, but she's much older now. Yeah. And even in Jackie Brown. Yes. She she was. was, She she was was beautiful. She was looking good. Yeah. And I got a chance to meet her and she was very nice and, Mm -hmm. and everything. But it's just funny because it's like, you you put these people like on a pedestal almost and they're just they're just fucking people yeah you know right. she was just right. she was wearing her remember she, <laughs> she had like a cowboy hat weird, yeah some fringe it's like a burlap sack almost like uh <laughs> with fringe hanging down i'm not one to give fashion criti- uh, criticism but uh it was an interesting getup for sure it was very she was, western she was really nice though and she talked to me about quentin tarantino which was awesome because it's like I was one person away from Quentin Tarantino <laughs> in that moment. Like, like I absolutely love Quentin Tarantino and all of his films. And it's like, this person worked with him. Yeah. So. Dave, who do you got? She's uh, Just real quick on her. She was one that I wanted to meet. And I find I do this sometimes at conventions. I'm sure you guys are the same way. Like, you'll kind of walk by somebody's table and you'll look at like the eight by tens and stuff that they have out there. And you're like, Oh, I don't like any of those. <laughs> yeah. And that's how she was all like, the so time. Pam Greer, like all the, the stills and eight by tens she had out were from all from like, there weren't even like cool pictures. A lot of them were just like, kind of just like posy, like almost, I, I don't know. I just, none of them. I was like, I don't like she any of these. She was so sexy though, back in the seventies. And when she was like coffee. Yeah. But yeah. she didn't have the anything Foxy from coffee Brown. out there. I don't she think. She did too. Did she? I don't know. That was the one I got. 
Okay. But the images weren't good. I wanted something like from like Ghosts of Mars or like maybe, maybe <laughs> Mars Attacks or something. Shitter, oh, shitty yeah, movies. Yeah, but that's what I wanted. That's that's why I go to those. I wanted, I wanted something that fit the theme. Sometimes you know? there's a movie that you connect with and yeah. you know, you you go to their table expecting to see images yeah, from yeah, that and film. It and it doesn't always happen. Well, I guess you would think at a horror movie convention, yeah. something like from Attack from Mars or Ghosts of Mars would be there more so than yeah, and Foxy sometimes Brown. the picture like makes the difference. Like, yeah. So for my crushes, one of them actually that transitions nicely is uh, Natasha Henstridge, who when when I met her at her table, like she had pictures from Species, which I'm sure obviously is the movie she is most known for, and is you you certainly see the most of her. Um, but she also had a still from Ghost of Mars, which is just a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, so and that's like, yeah, what you got. I got a Ghost of Mars picture. She's like, you know, you I said she was really nice. Too. She was super nice. Like, yeah, she was another one, kind of like Barbara Crampton, really easy to talk to. Just seemed like she enjoyed being there and talking to people, which is always a pleasure. That uh, must mean she's a really good actress. She's a great, <laughs> yeah, a fantastic <laughs> actress. Um, but Barbara Crampton was another one. I, I was glad I got to meet her. Um, one that I haven't met that's on my list that I would like to uh, would be Jill Whitlow. Who, and I'll be honest, I had to look her name up uh, because, uh, as mentioned and will continue to be mentioned on this show, I'm sure a lot, I really like Night of the Creeps, uh, and she is the female lead uh, in that movie. And I, I just remember the first time I saw that movie, I was like, oh, this girl is so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think she did a whole lot of other stuff, but like, I, I just thought it was a, a, a cool role, and I, I thought she was just uh, really cute. The gal who's in Chopping Mall with Barbara Crampton, who was also in Night of the Comet. Kelly Maroney. Yeah, yeah. She, I crushed on her from Night of the Comet. Yeah. And I saw that she was in Chopping Mall, and I was like, I want to meet her some one of these days. Yeah. She seems like a really cool chick. Yep, I would agree. There's a lot of, I mean, not to say crushes, but there's a lot of dudes that I want to meet too, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't want this to sound kind of sexist, like we're like, oh, we just go there to yeah, meet yeah, all yeah, these yeah. women. <laughs> <laughs> that we crushed on when we were 12 um, and watching USA up all night. <laughs> Hollywood chainsaw hookers. Um, but yeah, these are just people that we kind of like grew up watching and, yeah. and admiring. And, and well, you know, you do have your crushes, right? It's true. Yeah, yeah but I'm sure it was the same. When, like, when most... you're a kid, they're larger than life. Yeah. Yeah. Who else you got on your list? You got some people on your uh, list. Like, um, Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. I was thinking like uh, Lost Boys. Yeah. Uh, he was cute in that Yeah, one. no, she was definitely. Uh, Rose McGowan in uh, Scream uh, and in Grindhouse. By the way, can we just say that no one would ever die the way that Rose McGowan died in Scream? <laughs> <laughs> like no human being. Yeah, in garage the, doors don't work that way. No, garage doors don't work that way. And even if they did, there would not be enough force what did do whatever it did to her snap yeah, her back snapped yeah. her neck like yeah yeah, yeah that, that just left w- her dangling there that wouldn't happen no <laughs> she's faking it <laughs> this is a weird scene that's a scene that like is that's very, the worst it's very dated now too like when you watch it it's very mid-90s like she's got like bright like neon colors green on shirt yeah. but it's it's the worst death in that movie it's pretty bad and she makes that really weird face right before she dies she like looks up at the motor before she goes crushes her head yeah, and she, then she gets the death twitches. Rose McGowan deserves so much better. Well, she got the cool chainsaw, or the chainsaw, the the machine gun leg. Yeah, uh, in, in Planet uh, Terror. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That's pretty much it for my list. I mean, I got a couple others, but yeah. Yeah. That's good. No, it's, yeah, that's. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just going to sound creepy. <laughs> you already do. I'll work those into other episodes. <laughs> well, Stay of, tuned. Of, of 
other people that I would like to meet, men, um, the top of my list, we've talked about this many times, is John Carpenter. Yes. Like, I would yes. love it if he would show up to one of these. Yes, agreed. Tom Atkins. Yep. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins Back to Halloween 3. Halloween 3, The and Fog, Night of the Creeps. <laughs> Night of the Creeps. Yeah. He's done a lot of me. good stuff. Yeah. John Carpenter, though, kind of like... Um, Robert England, he's one I'd, I would wait in a very long line. Oh, I'd yes. wait longer I'd, than eight I'd, hours. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yep. For Russell, I'd I'd spend a few nights uh, just waiting to meet him. You know what's cool about meeting? <clears throat> we we talked about Monster Palooza, um, or Son of Monster Palooza last year when they have the cast of the thing. Um, who was it that we met that had all the Polaroids? Oh, um, shoot! It was the guy that played. Was the guy that played Fuchs? No. It was wasn't Joel Polis. I don't think it was Joel Polis. Was it, it um, the guy who played Windows? It was Windows. Windows. Tom Tom Waits, not the singer uh, <laughs> songwriter. Yeah, no, it was it Thomas was, Waits. It was him, and he had a, a photo album yeah. of yeah, all these Polaroids that he took, and and like old like Kodak, you know, from the set. Yeah, yeah, like behind was, the scenes it was stuff. Really cool. It was really cool. And they were just kids, you know? I yeah. mean, with the exception of Kurt Russell, who had been around for a while at that point. You know, he was a child actor. Um, these were all guys who, probably their first movie. Yeah. Or at least I mean, well, I guess Wilford Bermley also had been yeah. around for a while. But a lot of these guys, this was your, their first film, and they were just kids, like, hanging out. Where'd they film that? In Greenland or some shit? I don't remember. I think it was in, Anor- in, Ant- in Antarctica. No. It wasn't? I yeah. think it's too cold. Well, look at the movie. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, think yeah. it was Burbank. Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think yeah, they were up Hollywood. like in Sweden or Greenland. They or were up there. I know that. It was just really cool seeing like the that human side. Yeah. Like we talked about before, like everybody's human. Well, didn't he even say like how he got his name in the movie? Like his character originally had a different name. It wasn't Windows. Uh, and they went to a bar or something like between yeah. takes or you know after a day of shooting or something and some like biker guy called like another guy at the bar windows because guy was wearing glasses yeah and he like asked john carpenter he's like hey for my character like can i be called windows and john carpenter's like yeah i don't, I don't, give, I don't, a I don't give a shit <laughs> do whatever you want yeah yeah whatever so yeah he's like right, love, i'm windows now and he's all excited about it you gotta love john carpenter because he doesn't give a fuck. No, he's getting paid. As long as you're getting paid. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. I've, I've been on this like kick where I watch a lot of short films on YouTube, uh, short horror films. Uh, we talked about in our first episode, uh, don't hike alone or never hike alone. But I watch a lot of ones that, that are shorter than that, 10 to 15, 20 minutes maybe. And one of them was Terrifier. Um which I know, David, you watched. I Alan, did. Alan, yep. you didn't watch this one? I haven't watched it yet. And there's also a feature-length film that's on Netflix right now, Terrifier. Uh, came out last year, year before? Yeah, I think last year. Last year might have when it was like released. That. It might have been filmed a couple years ago. And there's two of them, right? Well, technically, technically yes. There's uh, a movie called All Hallows' Eve, which was uh, filmed before Terrifier, which has Art, Art the Clown, is this fucking clown's name? He's your yeah, your baddie. Yeah, he's your <laughs> he's your killer. Um, but Terrifier is the one to watch, I think. Do you want to talk about the short film first? Sure. Um, it was interesting. It, it it's shot like in a style that was kind of like if you've seen Grindhouse, yep. um, where like the the picture is deliberately distorted and there's you know dust marks and noise and stuff, which 
if I'm being honest, I thought was a little derivative, um, but I, I thought the story was interesting. There's only a few characters in it, um, but it, you know, it's a short kind of game of cat and mouse. Uh, and to its credit, the makeup effects and gore were really good. Yeah. Okay. I almost don't want to talk about this one. I want to. I almost want to talk about this one second. Yeah, you want and to talk, talk about to the feature length sure. film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I want to come back to a portion of this. So Terrifier, the movie, the feature length film. It opens up with a shot of a television talk show uh, going on. And this woman, the host, is interviewing a survivor from a psychopathic killer that had killed a year ago. She was the only survivor. And the first time you kind of, you don't really see the face of the survivor and it cuts back to the host and she's asking her questions and then it cuts back to the survivor and the survivor is fucked up. Like her face is her, fucked. Yeah. Her face is. Yeah. Like it's, it's not even a face. Like you ever, seen, like you ever seen that chick that got her face ripped off by the chimpanzee? Yes. No. Okay. It's that. It's pretty gruesome. Grew. You never saw that? I don't think so. There was this chick like in New bad, Jersey like, who got her face ripped off like by a baboon a or something. It was a chimpanzee. Did she yeah. get a face transplant? No. Okay. Well, she did. The chimpanzee transplanted her face from her head to his mouth. Like, <laughs> like she, she's fucked. I always feel bad like, like when people, like you see those videos and like people get face transplants. They're like, yeah. oh, this person was so messed up and now they got this new face. And the face is, it's always yeah. really scary. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, good, good, good for you. But think about this. Like, when breast implants first started, it was like two rocks in your, <laughs> under your chest, right? And now look at them. Yeah. So face transplants in like 10 years. Someday, yeah, we'll all have new faces. Yeah. You might get to meet Kurt Russell after all. I'll have his face. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take his face. <laughs> Off. Off. <laughs> that fucking movie. How do you smoke with no lips? You ever notice that there's this scene where he doesn't have a face and he's smoking a cigarette? It's like you don't have if you're just using your teeth, you can't smoke a cigarette. <laughs> fucking fucking movie. I saw that in the theater. Anyway, so her face is fucked. And then uh we're back in the dressing room after the show, and the host is like, uh, talking to her boyfriend on the phone. I can't wait for the numbers to come out tomorrow. I'm gonna be a fucking star. This chick's face was fucked up. I almost threw up during the thing. Da, 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 da. I'll talk to you later. Bye. She hangs up her phone. And there's a noise, of course, like off in the distance. And she's like, Tommy, is that you? Or whatever she says, right? <laughs> and she's still at the studio, right? She's still at the studio. Backstage. She's in her dressing room. Of course, everybody's probably, everybody's fucking gone. Oh, of like, course. Because that's what yeah. happens in yeah. the yeah. world. You're all by yourself. And she goes and investigates. And... The fucking fucked up face bitch jumps her <laughs> and proceeds to rip her face off and poke her eyeballs out. Talk about gore. Yeah, this it, it was intense. Was sick. She rips this bitch's face <laughs> apart and eyeballs are dangling and poked out. And well, she must have heard what she was telling her boy. She did. Oh. It was pretty shocking. Yeah, she did. So now you're like, what the hell's going on? What am I watching? And, the, and, and then it cuts to like a whole different thing, like a whole different storyline. And there's this fucking clown who was watching the interview, supposedly, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because they never found his body after he killed everybody. So the clown's the killer. Art the clown was the killer. Yeah. And they're like, 
well, they never found his body after it was delivered to the morgue. So, and, and faceless chick is like, oh no, he's dead. Or she's like, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he, he's dead. I saw that means he's dead, but he's not dead supposedly because he's kicking the TV and he's like, fuck this shit. And he's putting his makeup back on <laughs> and now he's wandering through the streets. And when I say clown, like this makes, he's this very scary looking clown. Like, like uh, he makes uh Gacy look like, like tame. Bozo. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> he, well, some people don't like Bozo. He makes, okay, whatever clown you think is the so least threatening. His makeup's like black and white, almost like a mime. And he's got yeah. like kind of a big kind of hooked nose. Like he's, his teeth he's are like ugly. black. Like yeah. he's just gross. Yeah, he's ugly as he's fuck. Gross. And he is like a mime because the motherfucker doesn't talk, yeah, doesn't he, laugh, doesn't make any sound. Yeah, he just smiles and he's a creepazoid. gestures and stuff. And he follows these two chicks. I mean, we can go on and on and just relive the whole movie. But basically, I will say <laughs> I, I enjoyed the scene with the the two main women uh, that are they're like in a restaurant. And they're talking, and one of the girls like says, "Like I got to go take a piss." <laughs> and like, there's several like there's well several. There's probably two or three like pee jokes yeah. in the movie, which I thought was weird. Like, and they're told by women, which makes it funnier. Like for some reason, like yeah. they're talking about like, "Oh, I got to take a really big piss." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're, I don't even know where to begin. It's just gory. There's a kill. I mean, do you want to jump ahead, like, to what, at least in my opinion, is the, one of the craziest kill, this movie's got a couple. The hacksaw? Yeah. <laughs> so, there's a woman, uh, it was the girl that had to take the big P. Uh, eventually, get, she gets captured, and Art the Clown, like, strings her up upside down, like, she's hanging by her feet from chains, and her legs are spread and she's, she's naked she's naked and he takes this saw which has to be the sharpest fucking saw in the history of saws and just starts cutting from the middle if you catch my drift and just keeps on going and basically and cuts all the way to her head and cuts this woman almost all the way in half but doesn't quite finish yeah, the job because so he gets stopped for some still reason still a little bit yeah. of flesh at the top of that's the head. a lot of cutting it's yeah. and he does it in a matter of seconds too yeah <laughs> And it's really gross, and she's screaming the whole time, and her friend, I think, is sees it, forced like, to watch. watches it. Yeah. It it was really uh, pretty disturbing. Yeah. It's it's disgusting. And then he... Um, the other scene is the pizza guy, the guy who he fucks up in the, in the pizza parlor. Oh, yeah, yeah. The owner of the pizza parlor, and then the worker who has to clean up his shit because he shit all over the bathroom. <laughs> like, this movie is... That was towards the beginning of the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. movie is off the rails. And it it never gets back on the rails. And <laughs> it just continues to go from from chopping people's heads up to fucking sawing women in half through their vagina all the way to their head. <laughs> and then, you know, come to find out at the end that the woman who's this this is all what happened a year ago, is what we find out. And the woman who survives is is actually not one of even the main two women. She's the sister of yeah. one of them who's come to pick them up because their car uh, tires are flat. She gets her face eaten off by Art the Clown, who eats her face. And then he gets shot. Yeah, he gets shot by the police. Ah, uh, I don't. Yeah. Sorry, I just watched this movie yesterday. Yeah, I, I know, don't right? Remember. <laughs> yeah, because it's so, like, fucked up. But anyway, he goes to the morgue and... 
we come to find out that this chick is the chick from the beginning who rips off the face of the news host, right? Which is like not a surprise. Like I was like, oh, well, kind of. I kind of got yeah, gathered yeah. that. Yeah. But um, okay, this is the part that I don't like. Okay, I I actually dug the movie up until the end. Yeah. And this is why I was going to come back to the short film because at the end, Art the Clown got fucked up. He got shot. He's dead. He's in the morgue. He's not breathing. They brought him to the morgue. And now the mortician's about ready to, he unzips him and he's looking at his dead body. And then the lights go out. They start like flickering and all this weird shit starts happening. And all of a sudden the lights come back on and Art the Clown is alive and he's choking the mortician. End of movie, right? Yeah. In the short film, he is like teleports from one place to the next. And he's like, all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's not human. He's like a demon. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he appears kind of everywhere. He appears everywhere. So why I like the movie up until that point, the feature length film up to that point, because he was just a sick fuck. And I feel like that could happen. But then when you start saying, oh, he's a demon and he can come back to life. When um, they start doing the supernatural. When they start doing the supernatural shit. I'm like, let's just leave him as a sick fuck. Yeah. And find a different way out of this. If you don't want to kill him and you want to leave room for a sequel, find a different way out of it. Whoever the coroner was or the doctor should be fired. And I, I hope there. I hope action was swift. Action was taken in regards to that person's employment, uh, or they were given you know a formal warning of some kind. The person or, who pronounced him dead at yeah, the scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. That person should probably get a stern talking to. Yeah. Uh, shoddy work. Did you uh, like the movie? Um, yes and no. I liked. I thought the, like the special effects were really cool. I did like. It kind of reminded me of a movie that would have fit well like in the early 80s like just the way it looked yeah. like the colors um I, I liked that but i thought the story itself wasn't very interesting um i found it predictable and and i i just found it kind of boring it was a it was kind of the same thing over and over again did you also think that the warehouse that they were running around in was like the biggest building in the yeah. history of buildings yeah like, it's like how many rooms does this how many basements does this have yeah, I just thought it kind of dragged on. Towards the end, I found myself like, I was like, all right, let's 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 wrap this and up. And there was just weird shit. Shit that was weird just to be weird. Like the homeless woman. Yeah. Who was like with the baby doll. But all the all the <laughs> gore. No logic. The gore effects. It was really gory. Really cool. Like, so yeah, that was. Yeah, if you're looking for a gory film, it, this a, is it. Yeah, I haven't seen a film this gory in a long time. But as far time. as like what I say, it's a good movie. Now, like, will I watch it again? Probably not. No. No. If they made another one, would I watch it? Probably. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing to care about in regards to the cult, to the uh, yeah, characters. Yeah, not really. Yeah, no. yeah, exactly. Like, no. yeah, there's no yeah. characters you're really rooting for. But it's intense. There are some moments where you're like, this is fucking intense. Yeah, yeah. There was stuff that made me genuinely uncomfortable. <laughs> how many uh, How many Mrs. Voorhees heads do you give it? <laughs> Probably two and a half. Two and a half? Out of five. Out of five. That sounds about right. Yeah, two, two, two and, and a half. Two and a half out of yeah. five. Yeah, that sounds fair. All right, so if you're looking for gore, <laughs> check out Terrorizer. Terrifier. Terrifier. Terrifier, yeah. Or Terrorizer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting. It's an interesting film. I think if this is this guy's, well, I think it's his second feature-length film, but if this is like his first like full, like because the other one was like an anthology, if this is like his first full-length film, I think it's a good Agreed. F- entry. Yeah. But... 
don't keep with this Art the Clown bullshit. Let's let's do something <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, come up with a new character or yeah, a new or story. Or a new plot. Like, do something, and and do something new. use your use your vision for gore. Yeah. That you know what movie did gore really well? Did you see uh The Green Inferno? Yeah. Holy shit, that was gory. Did you see that one? No. Eli Roth did this movie. Oh, if it's His Eli Roth, then yeah, yeah. But I mean, it it made it made uh, the hostile look pedestrian. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's basically what was that? What was that Cannibal Holocaust? It's basically Cannibal, cannibal Holocaust, Holocaust. Uh, done nowadays. It's this yeah. group of people that get caught by cannibals down in South America. Yeah, but it's that's gory. Yeah, no but way. it was a good. It, I don't want to say it was a good movie. It was a cannibal movie, kind of similar uh, to Terrifier. And like, yeah, it's gory, worth checking out. Like, but would I watch it again? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. There, there's very few gory movies that I yeah. watch again because um, they make you feel uncomfortable. Right. If they're done really well, if they're yeah. done well, they make you feel uncomfortable. So, I think, I think Green Inferno is like that. But I like the fact that it was that story. Right. Like if this guy who did Terrifier or or women or whoever's involved in the making of this Terrifier, if they use their skills to make another different type of movie, they could incorporate elements of their creativity into that. Yeah. Yep. And I think that would be good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I generally I like gore, but I like almost like cartoony type gore when it's realistic. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, or, it's, or it's almost funny. Yeah. 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 That's like when the Italians do it. So like, you know. Like Lucio Fulci in those movies. Yeah. You know, like yeah. those directors. Or like, where it's like gory, but the blood looks fake. Like, yeah. It's it, like super bright red. Yeah. And yeah. It's almost like, you know, it's, well, it's paint. Yeah. It's red paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when, but when this no face chick rips off this chick's face at the beginning, you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you get on a roller coaster and you realize I probably shouldn't have got on here. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But then, you know, I just pretty much had to watch the entire thing. Yep, um, that felt the same way. But I've seen a lot of good shorts on on YouTube. I would suggest um, anybody go type in like horror film shorts, and there's there's some people. There's a lot of stinkers out there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some people that have good ideas, mm-hmm. and I think you know if given the money, given the time, given the uh, I don't know resources, they could create something a little bit better. And that's how I felt about the um the the Terrifier short. It almost felt like an audition kind yeah. of movie. Like, hey, here's like a little taste of and I'm sure that's, what I could do. And that's then, yeah, maybe what that it was. was its original intent. And and again, getting back to that, I think for what it was, it did a good job. Yeah, for sure. I I couldn't make that movie. No, <laughs> I wouldn't make that movie. <laughs> yeah, no. I, Why does he go to bath, public bathrooms and shit and piss everywhere? Hey, who does it? That's it's inconsiderate. Like this someone guy, has to clean that up. That's like, terrifying that's not, in and of yeah, itself. That's not cool. <laughs> like, that guy's on, like, I don't get paid enough for that. I am not. They, the guy even says that yeah, too. He's, he's like, like fuck that. I ain't cleaning it. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, he did that in your bathroom. He's like, not my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice work here. Yeah, the acting was okay in those movies too. Yeah, even the short film. I mean, it was all right. Yeah, it wasn't bad. You rarely get like you know really great actors in horror films so yeah. it, it it got the job done yeah when someone can hold their own it's always a nice it's always a nice plus yeah so if there's any short films that you want to recommend to us or films on netflix oh you know what i'm sorry i gotta i gotta bring this up before yeah. i before i close it 
There are two films on Netflix that I watched recently called one's called Creep and Creep 2. Um the sequel and those are actually pretty good movies. Uh I would recommend those. You guys haven't seen them so I don't mm-hmm. really want to talk about them right now. But if you guys get a chance to watch those movies, we can talk about those. Cool. I I think the first one's better than the second one, but I think they're both uh pretty good. Are they pretty recent? Uh yeah. Yeah, last couple of years. Um I always like getting recommendations from people regarding, especially like Netflix, because there's tons of shit movies on Netflix, um, like tons. <laughs> and I always go to the horror genre and I'm like, this is all crap. Um, but if someone tells me something's good, I will uh, take them up on their recommendation. So if you have any ideas for horror movies that we can watch on Netflix or streaming on YouTube or any short horror films that you like, uh, please drop us a line. Where can they reach us, David? Uh, you can reach us uh, through our website at www.theswearwolves.com. Uh, you can tweet us uh, at the swearwolves, um, or you can email us directly at swearwolvespodcast uh, at gmail.com. And follow us on Facebook, right? Oh, yeah, and Facebook. Yep, the swearwolves. The swearwolves. Um, so that's about it. I'm going to wrap up this episode of The Swearwolves. Episode number three is in the can. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And we'll see you guys next time.